1: All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And this week, for the week of January 23rd, 2020, show number 233, we have all kinds of fun as we're going to ride again with the Apple Dumpling Gang. Maybe take that journey into your body with Body Wars, as well as many other things like watch Johnny Quest, Heart of Dixie, Fletch, Virgin River, The West Wing, Animal House, and so much more. As we have none other than Tim Matheson stepping in here at the show. That's right. Tim Matheson, the actor, the director, the writer, the icon in television and film, is going to be stopping in here at Diz Radio to celebrate our 10-year anniversary, as all year long we're going to be celebrating 10 years of Diz Radio. And Tim's going to stop in and talk about what it's like working on a variety of these different projects, like Fletch, Johnny Quest, Animal House, as well as being part of the Disney franchises with the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again, Epcot's Body Wars, as well as his newest Netflix series, Virgin River, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team and you have the questions in the new year and Aaron has the answers and he's going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We have Dominic jumping into the latest from your streaming for your eyes with Disney Plus as he's going to go into all the happenings that's going on in the Disney Plus streaming platform. We have Jeremy back with This Week in Disney History and let's not forget Charles who's giving you a little bit of magic in the Magical Music Review. There is all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire from Walt Disney World World, Epcot, Downtown Disney, well, Disney Springs, and so many other things. So before I jump into this week's show and kick things off, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel, and Castles and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have, from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it. They're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, treat you like family, and they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barrier. That you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all of you D heads, with that said, it is a fun, fun time here at Diz Radio. As I mentioned, all year long we're gonna be celebrating our 10-year anniversary, and I'm excited to kick things off. So let's officially kick into show number 233 for the week of January 23rd, 2020.
0: Those tracks off the port side lead to Big Thunder Mountain where gold was found a few years back. Indian legends say that evil spirits haunt the area. Well, the miners are starting to believe that what with all the runaway trains that have been hurtling down the mountain lately. Speaking of trains, well, there's one that's run into a pile of trouble.
2: Howdy, folks.
0: Please keep your hands,
2: arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's a wildest ride in the wilderness.
3: There's a frightened, trembling man His body's a weak and feeble And his skin has lost its hand But I asked him for a ticket He turned and shook his head He grabbed me by the shoulder And this is what he said Before you get on board this train There's something you should know When I finish with this tale You might not want to go I listened with amazement At what he said was true And now my friend The time has come To tell this tale to you Hear the legend of Mountain, take the you eat a stay away, from the Clender Mountain Railroad, the Mountain Railroad runway. Right it says the legend has it on, one foggy night in June, the train and crew pulled out as well beneath the darkened moon. the boiler full of water and the tinder full of coal, the whistle screamed a warning as the wheel King Bronco with a cougar on his back The train began to run away Now miles mountain track A talent to the crew that night No one has ever learned The train pulled in all by itself The men did not return Here's the legend The thunder mountain If you're eager, hard and stay away The big thunder Mountain railroad The mountain railroad no run away The thunder continues to unfold. The stories of his danger continue to be told. The avalanches rattle, quakes and earthquakes in the night, and voices of that phantom grow until you run and So please forgive me, Mister, if I'm standing in your way. But before you buy your ticket, there's one thing I have to say. Here's a lesson about the mountain: You need to stay away from big thunder. Up the mountain, the mountain, the the legend of the mountain,
2: Sorry for the holdup, folks. There seems to be a slow-moving train up ahead, so we gotta sit here for a spell. You just remain seated, and we'll be right with you. For in their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt
4: right write down that. Piece.
2: I'm looking for the apple dumpling here. They went that away, stupid. They're
5: headed this away. Ah! You are both going to be shot between the eyes. Jim Conway, ah! Don Nuts, Kenneth Mars. Remember. The Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Carries the Disney brand. Raiden G. The funniest fugitives ever...
4: round and agree
0: Disney On
6: Demand
7: I thought you were dead
6: Uh, uh. With your host, Jonathan Johnson What?
7: My dad gave it to me It shows exactly where we are on the planet Was this baby? We'll never be
8: You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother
1: all right lvd heads so i am back and i hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 233 for the week of january 23rd 2020 as we are welcoming none other than the tv and film icon Tim Matheson here at the show. You know him from Heart of Dixie, Johnny Quest, Fletch, Animal House, The Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again, Epcot's Body Wars, Netflix's newest show, Virgin River, Burn Notice, The West Wing, and so much more. And Tim is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. What it was like working with Kurt Russell, The Apple Dumpling Gang, West Wing, and what is he doing now, current projects, and so much more. In addition, we have the D team here with Aaron, Dominic, Jeremy and Charles and all kinds of news hot off the D wire jumping into the new year. And let's not forget that later on towards the end of news, I do have that autograph that I'm going to be asking a question about and waiting for all of your answers here at the show. Remember, every single show. We're going to be giving away celebrity autographs from all of our guests here at the show. So get ready for that one. So before I jump into the news hot off the D Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D I Z Radio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D I Z Radio. Com. You can also connect with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. You can also join our d Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And yes, I said all three ways should help you find our show. And if you'll want to stay connected instantly, it's super easy. Just go to iTunes, search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your iPhone, your Android, the tablet, the computer of your choosing. And you can listen to the shows as soon as the magic hits the web, it can hit your ears. And remember, you can also listen to our show using Alexa now as well. Just say, Alexa, play Disney Blues Diz Radio Podcast, and you can listen to it right there on your Alexa with the latest show. Super, super easy ways to listen to us here at the show. And if you can't remember any of this, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and you can find all these links there as well. All right. Time to jump into the news hot off the D Wire. And last week, I was a little bit shy on news. I was giving you a rundown as to what we're going to be doing over the course of the entire year, right? We're going to be doing a lot of fun things as we celebrate our 10 year anniversary here at Diz Radio. And what a way to do it as we have Tim Matheson stopping in here this week, right? But now, how about the first look? The M&M Store is officially coming to Disney Springs. Yes, Disney officials this last Thursday shared a new rendering of the store that's going to open next to the new NBA Experience in Splitsville Luxury Lanes. Now, the store is taking over the former Fit to Run and Curl Store locations. Now, the Chocolate Shop is one of the several new offerings that are going to be opening on the Disney Springs West Side. Now, Disney is currently putting the finaling touches On the new Cirque du Soleil show, the Beatrice Restaurant, as well as City Works Eatery and Poor House. Now, the new state-of-the-art store will offer an immersive experience that combines the colorful, fun fans of the M&M's brand that everybody enjoys, as well as lasting memories, as they put it. Disney's described this as a new experience that's above and beyond for anyone that's an Eminem fam. Now, the Mars Retail Group currently has four other M&M World locations around the globe. Now, the company also said the location at the Florida Mall will soon close to relocate to the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, as they have officially released, they said guests will be fully immersed into an interactive chocolate experience that will create more moments and more smiles. Through the colorful fun of M&Ms, and you know, I just think it's going to be fun. m and has their own following and more, and Disney Springs is continuing to modify, change, and grow. Now, moving aside from that, how about jumping on a river? And how about Disney River Cruise guests will get a sneak peek of the new ship, the Disney Wish. Now, you don't have to wait until January 2022 to catch a glimpse of the Disney Cruise Line's fifth ship, the Disney Wish. Now, a new Adventures by Disney river cruise excursion in 2021 will get you to the German shipyard where the ship is under construction for an exclusive behind-the-scenes tour. Now, passengers on any of the nine Adventures by Disney cruises on the Rhine River in 2021 can book a full-day excursion from Amsterdam to the Meyer Werft shipyard in Germany for $499 a person, and that also includes lunch. I hope so for that price. Now, at the shipyard, a Disney Imagineer will lead a private hard hat tour with Q&As to follow, basically seeing the ship being built. Now, the eight-day Ryan cruises visit between Switzerland, Amsterdam, and many other places. And, you know, this is just a way to see something that most people aren't going to get a chance to see. You can see the ship getting built. Now, Adventures by Disney also announced its expanded European River Cruise Portfolio, for 2021, with 30 sailings around the Rhine, Dobby, Rhone, and Sienne Rivers. In addition to cruises geared towards families with kids, the company is also back with adult, 18 and up sailings, such as Food and Wine, Oktoberfest, and more cruises. So there's a lot of fun things to check out. Check out adventuresbydisney.com. You can figure out how you can see that behind-the-scenes tour of the Disney Wish getting built and all the new offerings for 2021. Now, since we're talking about adventures, and seeing things that are being built, and uncovering fresh new things, how about Disney working on National Treasure 3? Now, buried in a Hollywood Reporter article about plans for a Bad Boys Part 4, which is more interesting to some, Chris Bremer, who is working on Bad Boys 4 and co-wrote the new Bad Boys for Life, is also writing a screenplay for National Treasure 3, which they said is urgent, important and exciting. Now, National Treasure is, of course, the two-film series from the 2000s that starred Nicolas Cage as Benjamin Franklin Gates, a treasure hunter who gets mixed up in a variety of adventures from pretty much, uh, you know, stealing the Declaration of Independence, breaking into, you know, the White House. It's fun. It's kind of like Indiana Jones meets the Goonies meets the Da Vinci Code. It's fun for the family to watch. It's great, you know. It's one of those. It's fun for everybody to watch together. Now that was over a decade ago, and people have been asking for a part three for quite some time. But now it seems that National Treasure, it's back in action with Disney Plus, the streaming service. There's a new love for a lot of these old films from the early two thousands, the nineties, where the actors and the teams behind them can come back and make something new. Now, Bremer's schedule is heating up as he is writing National Treasure 3 for Disney and many other projects. And the project, they said, is being produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, who also produced Bad Boys for Life. So it seems like they want to continue to keep working together. So let's see what happens for this. I personally would be excited, but if, but if uh, you know, Nicolas Cage is not part of it, they've lost me. They gotta bring Nick Cage back as Benjamin Franklin Gates or it's just not going to work. Now, since we are talking about Disney Plus and movies and television, how about? Channing Tatum, I know all of you women are swooning right now, but how about Channing Tatum to star in a Disney comedy called Bob the Musical? Now Channing Tatum is set to star in Disney's long gestating musical comedy called Bob the Musical, and Collider announced it this last week. Now Alan Loeb, who does Rock of Ages, wrote a draft of the script which follows a regular guy who can suddenly hear the inner songs of everyone's heart after suffering a blow to his head. His reality is instantly becomes a musical, much to his dismay. Can somebody say this is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? If you haven't seen that one yet, check Hulu, check DirecTV, search it. I don't know if Disney produced Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist or not, but this sounds like a complete ripoff. But, Bob the Musical has been in development since 2004, and over the past decade, several filmmakers have circled the project including Phil Lord, Chris Miller, as well as Adam Shanksman. Now, it seems like it's finally going to be coming. Now, Tatum hasn't appeared in a live-action movie since the Kingsman sequel in 2017, and he lent his voice to a variety of animated movies like Smallfoot, The Lego Movie 2 in the most recent years, and of course Netflix's addiction drama Six Balloons that stars Dave Franco and Abby Jacobson. Now, following a long stint in E-U-T-A, Tatum has been in the CAA for the past year and getting jobs over the last few months. So let's see what happens here. Um, He's no stranger to working his way through a musical number as he starred in two Step Up movies and two Magic Mike films. So he knows his way around music, dancing, and what the ladies are going to love. But let's get ready. Bob the Musical is coming, and my guess is... It'll probably come to Disney Plus, not so much a theatrical release. And since we are talking about movies, let's continue on with movies. And how about Captain Marvel is officially getting a sequel, and it's in development at the Disney Marvel Studios. The most powerful superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or as they say, I don't believe that one, is officially ramping up for her big screen encore. Disney Marvel Studios has officially begun production on the sequel to Captain Marvel, the billion-dollar hit that energized and expanded the studio's female continuity. Now, Brie Larson will return as Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, a former military pilot who taps into cosmic energies that make her a powerhouse champion for Earth as well as many interplanetary dangers that threaten the globe and, of course, outer space. Now, Larson's no nonsense superhero also packed a wallop at the box office, making $1.13 billion globally. So, of course, a sequel was going to happen. A Marvel source says that Megan McDonald, a part of the writing team for the upcoming Disney Plus Marvel Cinematic Universe series WandaVision, that's a lot to say all in one blow, is in advanced negotiations to chart the course for the second flight. So, we'll see what happens here. I mean, It's going to be different. The directing of Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck are going to continue as well, and let's just see where Captain Marvel can go from here. Now, getting away from movies, let's get into the parks and the Pirates League at the Magic Kingdom. Yes, it is a sad, sad day as we have to lower our heads. As the Pirates League at the Magic Kingdom is set to close this July, it looks like the one Magic Kingdom offering that every little boy and girl loved is about to walk the plank. Walt Disney World has announced that the Pirates League is officially going to close this July. Now, the Pirates League, everyone knows, is a place that kind of was an offset from Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. So, boys and girls could get made up like a mermaid, a pirate, a skeleton. It was fun. It was a really great time. My boys loved it when we were at Disney. They, They loved doing the Pirates League. So, it is a sad day that it is closing. And, you know, My only guess for this is because now that they're planning on rebooting the Pirate franchise once again, I have a feeling that they're just going to make way for something new. So if you have plans before July to get down to the parks, try to get in to the Pirates League. That will be the, the thing that's going to get that last fun impression. Now, one other thing with the parks, Shanghai Disneyland. Now, Everybody knows uh, now. Everybody knows all around Shanghai and the surrounding areas, there has been a virus that has killed over 26 people and sickened over 881. Yes, the entire country is kind of on lockdown, where everyone's wearing masks, they are told to evacuate, get out. Shanghai Disney was limiting hours for a while. They were handing out face masks. Well, now Shanghai Disneyland has closed down because of the virus. So... Who knows what's going to happen? Zombie apocalypse? I don't know what's going to happen here. But if Shanghai Disneyland's closing down, you know it's very, very serious. So, all of you heads with that said, I'm going to wrap up news from the D-Wire here and uh, press on because you have the questions He has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We have Dominic with the latest from the Disney Plus streaming format. We have Jeremy with This Week in Disney History, as well as Charles with a magical music review. And let's not forget, yes, the Apple Dumpling Gang is riding again. We're going to take that trip on the Body Wars, and we're going to chase around with Johnny Quest. As we have none other than Tim Matheson stopping in here, yes, from Animal House, Fletch, Virgin River, Heart of Dixie, and many other things stopping in here very soon as well. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. From dining reservations, character interactions, tickets, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process. They're award-winning and absolutely free to use. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of this radio, so all VD heads. With that said, it is time to press on and continue on with show number two hundred and thirty-three for the week of January twenty-third, two thousand and twenty. And you know, I forgot one thing here—that question that I promised you—and I'm going to randomly pick that winner who emails us this answer. So to win your very own. Roy Disney Jr., yes, Roy Disney's son, Walt's nephew, to win a Roy Disney autographed photo, you need to send us this answer, your name, and of course, what state you hail from and how long you've been a listener. Don't worry, none of those things play a role in it. They're just part of it. Who was the 64th guest here on Diz Radio? Once again, who was the 64th guest? Here on Diz Radio. Email us your answers to Diz Radio, D I Z Radio, at gmail.com. So, now I'll release those reins once again. Show number 233, January 23rd. So wonderful to see
5: your smiling faces again. All of you. I have never known such warmth, such welcome, such loving hospitality. Get out, you quack. I don't bring those bony remedies here again Go on back where you belong Jail Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you I sense enthusiasm I sense loving response And that's why I feel that this is my home Away from home I've been bringing cures from Pilgrim Heights to Provincetown. Treated rabbit fever down on Queen Anne Road. Gout or gastritis, mumps or bronchitis, bites and burns and blue abrasions. Got a pill for all occasions. Little sip of Wissett was so nice to visit. And scraggy neck is lovely to recall. Why didn't you stay there? But through all my trips Good Lord, there's one place One corner, one town On my lips Why? Adam a quassie, ya my soddy. No, no, passama massie, ya a quatama potty, ya a pa pa passama daddy, ya a quatama passi, a passama hottie. Oh, I know it's passama schlotti. No, it's excellent. Of course, that's what I meant to say.
7: I took your drugs for losing weight, and now I'm a
5: blob. But now that there's so much more of you to love. Wiped out in Pertigo on the banks of buttermilk. Flu is under firm control in powder hole. Terminus potions, tablets and lotions. Major news in modern science. Step up now and join my clients. Spend a day in Buzzards Bay. They couldn't keep me there. Even turned away from Kingdom Hall. They probably threw you out. <laughs> they probably threw My hair was gray, and thanks to you, it turned into pink. But that color, it's so becoming... We're going to watch your times right now, the same. Wait, listen. My specialties are audiology, mycology, serology, teratology, embryology, psychology, zoology, and any other you can think of. My friends, you're not giving me a chance. I brought all these medicines back from Paris, France. We'll have centers for testing. Let's start investing. Keep those dimes and dollars mounting. I'll collect. I'll do the counting. Everyone who lives here will be strong and healthy. You'll be getting richer by the day. Hear the McClaimers. This town will be famous. The whole wide world will look at us and say. Quasi, no, pacu masadi, no, no, passama massi, a quadama party, a papa passama daddy, a quatamapasi, a quadamadi, dappa daddy, dappa mossi, quadabossi, passa passa, passa quasa, ah, quani.
9: Thank you, Dr. Lair. Bravo 229-er two, two, will be on its way shortly to pick you up.
10: See you soon.
9: I'd now like to introduce you to your pilot, a person who has been with this program since its inception. Captain, are you ready? Hello, everyone. I'm Captain Braddock. I'm glad you'll be joining me aboard Bravo 229-er. Captain, how are your pre-launch preparations going?
11: I'm almost clear for launch here. Control, let's see... Field reversers on, check. Life support systems activated, check. Fuel cells full and functioning, check. Folks,
8: we need to make one final radio check with Dr. Lair and we're just about set to go. Hello, Dr. Lair, this is Captain Braddock aboard Bravo 229-er. How's the weather in there?
7: Greater and warm, Captain. About 98.6. Actually, it's a little warmer by the infection site.
8: Very good, over. Well, friends, we're about ready for launch. But before you board, I'm going to give you back to mission control so you can get some final instructions.
9: At this time, we ask that you please pay attention to this important boarding information. When the probe doors have opened, please proceed directly into the vehicle and all the way across your aisle, filling in every available seat. For your protection, all observation team members are required to wear safety restraints throughout the mission. To fasten the restraint, pull the strap out from the right side of the seat and snap it into the buckle on your left. Mission control specifies that all carry-on items be safely stowed beneath your seat. To maintain the required cleanliness for a mission of this kind, smoking is prohibited. And while on board, we ask that you refrain from using Flash photography. Your vehicle, Bravo 229er, is now ready. Please begin immediate boarding and have a safe and informative journey.
7: Hi, everybody. This is Lisa Sims from Phil of the Future and Snow Buddies. You are listening to Disney On Demand. I'd
12: like to be you for a day. I'd 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 like to be you for a day. To climb into the dreams you hide To know the grown-up and the child inside Whatever makes you smile I'd like to see it go ahead and free Every time it rains, to stare out through your eyes would start revealing all the things you're feeling. I'd like to be you for a day There's so much more I need to understand It's not enough to simply hold your hand And hear the words you say I want to touch you I want to reach you In every single way straight
0: Have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
13: Hey D-heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, you guys have been busy sending questions and the virtual mailbag is full. So let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Michael Stammer of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he writes: Aaron and the show, love the podcast and it got me thinking about all the gems forgotten out there. One of those is the Apple Dumpling Gang and the sequel. Someone once told me, the soundtrack for those classics can be found in the parks. Is that true, and where? I'm guessing Frontierland or somewhere, but where? Keep it rockin' and rollin' into 2020, Aaron. Well, I have always loved this movie, and have watched it a couple times on Disney+. Plus. The catchy theme song to the Apple Dumpling Gang was written by Shane Tatum, son of the president of Disney from 71 to 1980, Don Tatum. An instrumental version of the song can be heard in Frontierland at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. Music for the score can also be heard near Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland. Well, our next question is from Turner Johnson of Houston, Texas, and he writes, I want to know part of the show? I just found your podcast and love it. Funny how everyone is just remembering classics on Disney+, Plus, but y'all have seemed to cover these for the last nine years. Wish I found you earlier. My question is about the old show, Disney Movies. I recall them making Freaky Friday a few times. The original, one in the 80s, the low-hand version, and the musical and the musical when it was actually on Broadway. I know it's based on a book as well. Can I find the 80s version anywhere to watch? It's the only version I have not seen yet, and I want to finally complete my circle in seeing everything associated with the film. Great show, and I just love Diz Radio. Well, I know Disney has remade this movie several times, however, there was not one in the 80s. I think you're referring to the 1995 version of Freaky Friday. It's a remake of the 1976 film with Jodie Foster and Barbara Harris. It was produced by Walt Disney Television and it premiered on May 6, 1995 as part of The Wonderful World of Disney. This version featured Shelley Long as Ellen and Gabby Hoffman as Annabelle. There was a television film of this sequel novel, Summer Switch, starring Robert Klein and Scott Schwartz. Made in 1984 as part of the ABC After School special series. Unfortunately, I couldn't find this version of Freaky Friday anywhere to watch. YouTube has clips from the movie, but that's about all I could find. Well, our final question is from Heather Brookstone of New York, and she writes Aaron and the team, longtime D head here, and looking forward to 2020 and 10 years. I've been here since day one and show one with Tinkerbell. My question is about pirates. What are some of the highlights that are different between the US versions, the Hong Kong version, I think is the newest crazy one I saw in the Imagineering story? Thanks and yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Well, you're thinking of Shanghai Disneyland and its version of pirates. Unlike other versions of the attraction, Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure uses a storyline based on the film series. Unlike other variations, the ride blends digital, large screen projection technology with traditional set pieces and audio animatronics. While Disney Imagineering designed the attraction, an industrial light and magic created the computer generated visual effects. Guests riding in magnetically propelled boats. Travel past audio animatronics and projected depictions of Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones as the two battle against each other in an attempt to seize the cove's sunken riches. Well, this sounds like a neat version I'd like to check out someday. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for great questions. Keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron. E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com Make sure to include your name and city can give you credit. And remember D-Heads, laughter is timeless imagination has no age and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week D-Heads.
6: Hello from Neverland! My name is Jeremy, and I am the head lost boy here in Neverland, and, well, they call me the Spider-Pan. I'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later. But for now, welcome to Great Moments in History, but only the Disney Parks. So this is it. 10 years of Diz Radio. Of course, I've only been around for, well, sort of a year. We kind of had a year off there, didn't we? But that's okay. Uh, This is, of course, Jeremy, your Neverlander here, and uh, I'm going to tell you a few things that happened in the course of this week. Now, Let's look at January the 23rd. In 1900, animator David Hod Hand was born in Plainfield, New Jersey. Now, 30 years later, he's going to join the Disney Studios. He was the 21st animator and eventually became one of Walt's top directors. In 1987... The new Mark V monorails debuted at Disneyland. The Mark V monorails are the second of the Learjet-style monorails used for Disney and are based on the design of the Bombardier Mark IVs in service at Walt Disney World. 1999, the Disney Channel original movie Xenon Girl of the 21st Century about a 13-year-old girl played by Kirsten Storms living in the year 2049 aired for the very first time, January 23rd. 2001 on January 23rd? Disney's the Kid starring Bruce Willis, Spencer Breslin and Lily Tomlin. And Lily Tomlin was released on video. 2006 on January 23rd, Monsters Incorporated Mike and Sully to the Rescue, which was a new dark ride officially opened to the public at Disney's California Adventure. January 23rd, 2010, actor Paul Castle Sr. who portrayed Mickey Mouse for 25 years at Disneyland passed away at age 86 in Edmond, Oklahoma. Let's move ahead to January 24th. In 1906, director, animator, and Disney legend Wilfred Jackson was born in Chicago, Illinois. He contributed to 11 animated features and countless early Mickey and Silly Symphony shorts. It was Jackson who helped devise a method of synchronizing animation with music by using a metronome to mark time that could then be converted to a music track. January 24, 1930, Walt Disney signs a contract with King Features to distribute his Mickey Mouse comic strip. January 24, 1960, Abigail E. Disney is born to Patricia Ann and Roy E. Disney in Los Angeles, California. Granddaughter of Roy O. Disney, co founder of the Walt Disney Company with her great uncle, Walt Disney. She is a documentary filmmaker, philanthropist, and social activist. January 24th, 1978, actress, writer, and comedian Kristen Schaal is born in Longmont, Colorado. She is the voice of Trixie in Toy Story 3 and 4. January 24th, 1993, Mickey's Toontown opens at Disneyland in California. January 24th, in the year 2000, Robert A. Iger, former chairman of the Disney-owned ABC group, and President of Walt Disney International is named President and Chief Operating Officer of the Walt Disney Company, as well as a member of its board of directors. It's also on January 24th in 2006 that Robert A. Iger, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Walt Disney Company, announces that Disney has agreed to acquire computer animation leader Pixar in an all-stock transition total to be worth approximately $7.4 billion, expected to be completed by that summer. January 25th, 1931, actor Dean Jones, best known for his lighthearted leading roles in several Walt Disney movies between 1965 and 1977, is born in Morgan City, Alabama. January 25th, 1957, film and television actress Jennifer Lewis, the voice of Mama Odie in Disney's 2009 The Princess and the Frog, is born in Missouri. That's right, Missouri, my home state. She also voiced Flo, the sassy Showcar, in Cars, Cars 2, and Cars 3. Epcot fans may remember her voice as the ride RideQ instructional video announcer for Body Wars. January 25th, 1961, Disney's 17th animated feature film, 101 Dalmatians, featuring the voice of Rod Taylor, premieres. And here's something slightly dear to me. 1987, January 25th, Super Bowl XXI is played at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. The halftime show is a Disney production called Salute to Hollywood's 100th Anniversary, featuring Southern California area high school drill teams and dancers. The New York Giants win over the Denver Broncos 39 to 20. And I did mention I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Guess who's going to the Super Bowl this year? Yeehaw! January 26, 1925. Screen legend Paul Newman, the voice of Doc Hudson for the 2006 Disney Pixar animated feature Cars, is born in Shaker Heights, Ohio. January 26, 1958, Emmy Award-winning stand-up comedian, television hostess, and actress Ellen DeGeneres is born in Materi, Louisiana. She, of course, is known best for being the voice of Dory. 2004, the Kansas City Star reports that a museum honoring Walt Disney is to be created on the site of his old Laugh-O-Gram Studios in Kansas City. Unfortunately, this museum has still not been completed. January 27th, 1832, English novelist Charles lutwig Dodson, better known as Lewis Carroll, is born in Daresbury, Cheshire, England. A mathematician, logician, Anglican deacon, and photographer, his most famous writings are Alice's Adventures in Wonderland in 1865 and its sequel Through the Looking Glass in 1871. That's it for this week's History Lesson, D-Heads. Remember, you can find me on a podcast called Neverland to Disney and Beyond, where, as I've mentioned, I am Head Lost Boy. They call me the Spider-Pan because every lost boy has to have a nickname. Lost girls don't get nicknames because, well, girls are too clever. They don't get lost. But we do give nicknames to our pixies. Head on over to NeverlandPodcast.com and find out all about it and join in the fun we're having here in Neverland. Until next time, keep a pixie in your pocket.
7: How do you do And shake hands, shake hands, shake hands, Say how do you do And shake hands, State your name and business. Hey, yeah. Groucho! Groucho!
5: You go through life and never know the day when fate may bring A situation that will prove to be embarrassing. Your face gets red, you hide your head and wish that you could die. But fashion
12: here's the thing that you should really try say how do you do a shake and shake hand shake, shake hands how
5: do you do a shake hands, your name and business ah. miss wyman please you're up <laughs> Janie, janey it is you introduce your girlfriend to your
12: very special bowl uh-huh. and then he doesn't call you and the next thing that you know you see them both are walking down the street as big as life Where? and when he says my dear i'd like
7: to have you meet my wife say how do you do
5: Shake hands, shake fuck. hands. How do you do and shake hands? State hand. your name and business. What's your language? <laughs> you go into a barbershop to get yourself a shave. Well, what else I do you do? If you are the kind of guy who never can behave, who oh, never, never, you never. Ask the manicurist for a little kiss or two. <laughs> and then when you discover it's her husband shaving you, say, How do you how do, do We shake hands? Shake hands, shake, shake hands. Shake say, how do you do We shake hands? hands? State your name and business. business. Next time, I just get a shoe shine. Well, move over. We're at the wedding of some folks you hardly know by sight. And in a conversation with a lady on your right, Umbria. you say you think the bride's a mess her face she ought to hide. And when you find you're talking to the mother of the bride, say... say how, how do you do, do, you do shake hands? Hey, what shake happened to the whiskey? And shake and Somebody how you ran away shake with the whiskey. And your and name and business. And I'm getting hey. thirsty. Where's the whiskey? Mimi lad. You're speeding down the highway and you're feeling the suburb, suburb, and you hear a siren and pull over to the curb, to the curb. and when a cop who's big and tough comes walking up to you, to and asks you where the fire is that you are going to, say, how do you do, and say, how do you do, and state your name in. and business, <laughs> while walking through a cemetery very late at night. <laughs> You find a short confronted by a figure dressed
1: in white.
12: And though the blood inside your veins is quickly turned to ice. Uh,
5: but everything will be okay if you take my advice. Say, how um, did maar- arf- you, you do did it? Shake it, shake it ahead, says it, shake it to hands as do hatted shake it hands, heads of the stitching to hands. How did you do with a shake in the hands do the shake of the hands do the shake of the hands of the hatred to do with shake in the hands of the shaking your name and the bigger? How did you do? How did you do? How do you do? Likewise. Uh-huh. How do you do shake and state your name? state your name. state your name, state. your name. Name
2: business. Chicken. birth. And their dealings with stressed envelope. to Davis and Kurt. Write down that piece. This show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. <laughs> My name is Jeff Goldblum. The name of the show is uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblow. <laughs> Be forewarned, I'm in the show a lot.
7: Whoa. I'm sort
2: of fascinated by a lot of things. Sneakers. These shoes are worth twelve dollars to $15,000. Oh, boy. Denim. Ice cream. Hey, can I guess what kind of ice cream you want today? Jewelry. Isn't that something? Tattoos. Whoa. You're going to keep vibrating like that? Yeah. I like that. (laughs) And then, every once in a while, I break into song. Okay, anyway, what were we talking about? This is what the show is going to be like. So if any of this tempts you or wearies you, you can make a decision right here. I follow my own actual curiosity. Do you believe in ghosts? Can you sing Anchors Away? Can you make a sound like a seagull? Notting Hill, you ever see that movie? Did you eat my skin? What other Irish songs do I know? If I were meat that we'd put in a Korean barbecue, what would I be? A
7: pork belly. <laughs> no, 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 not because you have a belly, no, no!
2: I'm not here to be uh, didactic or professorial in any way. This is like a funhouse. I know nothing, that's the premise. I'm a humble student and, in fact, a kind of a late bloomer. A late gold bloomer.
14: Hello, everyone. This is Dominic, and for years I did a segment here called Short Leash. And after a little break, I'm back with a new segment covering Disney's long-awaited streaming service, Disney+. Plus. It's been a few weeks since we've sat down and talked some streaming and in the interval I saw The Rise of Skywalker. Three times. Each time in a different theater gimmick. First was a movie with a chair service dining. The second was in IMAX and the third time was in 4DX which was like being in a two and a half hour version of Star Tours. If you thought the prequels are bad this sequel trilogy was kind of unnecessary return of the jedi wrapped up this story already luke was the hero vader was redeemed and the empire was defeated and palpatine is dead and then the three movies happened vader's sacrifice is in vain luke becomes a depressed hermit han is killed by his emo son in the middle of his hot topic phase and leia turns into a clip show Palpatine shows up, shoehorned in, off-screen, between movies, first wanting Rey dead, then not wanting her dead, then wanting her dead again. And that's the overall theme of these three films. Undoing and redoing, rehashing and swerving, and then undoing and retconning. Say what you want about episode 1, 2, and 3, and you can definitely say a lot, but at least there's one consistent voice and some semblance of a plan. These were three pretty good movies It just don't work together, and they're trying to end something that already ended in the early 80s. Where do we go from here with Star Wars to Disney Plus, where the Mandalorian finished up its first season? We got to see Mando's face. The big bad gets snoked by the quote-unquote true villain who must have had a problem with Grizzly Man. And that one is a way inside baseball joke. Do some research and you'll chuckle in about an hour. We have a cartoon show tie-in that I really don't want to have to wade through countless episodes of The Clone Wars, Rebels, and the other one to understand the significance of a glowing black ginsu knife. Apparently Baby Yoda Not Yoda will not always ex-machina everyone to safety with the Force because we do lose some good guys. And just like Rocky III, some bad guys go good. And that reference is a whole lot easier. Philly represent. I sifted through other originals and tried out Jeff Goldblum's The World According to Jeff Goldblum Show, where Jeff Goldblum becomes a meta-cartoon of Jeff Goldblum investigating duper meetings in otherwise mundane things like sneakers, bikes, and jeans. Jeff Goldblum is a modern-day Jimmy Stewart, a naturalistic actor who delivers lines with enough error and stutter that it feels like he's making up the lines himself on the spot in the moment. But in this series, you have Jeff Goldblum, the pop icon, hopefully doing a caricature of himself. And it actually is mesmerizing. I don't think anyone else could get me to watch and enjoy an entire show about denim. Imagine if How It's Made was actually entertaining and you have this show. Pixar in Real Life dropped an episode with Wally. I was hoping he would take people on a permanent Disney cruise where we'd all be lounging with our personal entertainment systems, sucking down liquid cupcakes. But no, he pops out of trash with a diamond ring like the world's worst marriage proposal. And this is coming from a person who had the world's worst marriage proposal. Of all of the Pixar In Real Life episodes, this was one of them. Speaking of Pixar, streaming does not do their shorts any favors. Don't watch the Pixar shorts back to back. I have never noticed that... The excited character that has great expectations until those expectations hit adversity and then they get discouraged and depressed until, through determination or encouragement, they overcome is the formula for every single Pixar short. It was Lord of the Rings all over again. I watched two constantly perspective-changing hobbits walk around for two and a half hours to finally get to a battle that always ends the same way. We're getting beaten, all is lost, wait here comes the elves, next flick. We're getting beaten, all is lost, wait here comes the trees, another three hours of walking and then we're getting beaten, all is lost, wait here comes the dead people. Streaming and binge watching is bad for formula writing. You quickly see through it and tire of it. Hopefully we enter a brave new streaming future where creators adjust their storytelling to not make binge watching feel like a real life version of Groundhog Day. Speaking of watching the same thing over and over, I watched the live-action Lady and the Tramp and Aladdin. People who complain that Star Wars 7 was the same as 4, where were you when these movies came out? They literally are the same movies. I don't know why they do this. Cinderella wasn't a shot-for-shot remake. They kind of built onto the mythology. Maleficent was a totally different story. And you can play with this world without doing a Gus Van Sant psycho reshoot. However, they were great. The weakest part of Aladdin was Aladdin. Everything else really worked well. Lady and the Tramp was good too. They exchanged one cultural insensitivity for another with the cats, but whatever. Tell that story again, Dad. It was one of our favorite things to ask as children until Dad is in his 70s and he keeps telling that same story over and over again. But that's mild dementia. I'm talking about stories that we love like comfort food. Instead of putting in a worn-out tape into our VCR over and over again, Disney gave us new, maybe not original, but a new way to enjoy these stories and characters again. And since they keep making a billion dollars... I think that's what we actually want, risk-free nostalgia, take my money. And with Disney Plus, it's like six bucks and that's a deal at twice the price and knowing Disney, it soon will be. So that was my week on Disney Plus and I'll continue to report back each week with some Disney Plus watching, reviews, and more. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi. Some questions, suggestions, or something you would like me to cover on Disney Plus, reach out at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I can also be found on the internet, on Twitter, at WDWPlanTunes, and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlanTunes or by visiting Plantoons.com. If you want to see a husband and wife make snarky cartoons about Disney world. That's where you go. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening.
15: Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, Greenest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Fought single-handed through the engine war till the creeks was whipped and the peace was in store. While he was handling this risky chore, made himself a legend forevermore. Davy, Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. He give his word and he give his hand that his engine friends could keep their land. The rest of his life he took the stand That justice was due every redskin band. Davy, Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier He went off to Congress and served a spell Fixing up the government and laws as well Took over Washington so we hear tell And patched up the crack in the Liberty Bell Davy, Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier He came home His politic and done The western march Had just begun So he packed his gear And his trusty gun And lit out grinning To follow the sun Davy, Davy Crockett King of the wild frontier His land is biggest And his land is best From grassy plains To the mountain crest He's ahead of us all Meeting the test Following his legend Into the west Davy, Davy Crockett King of the wild frontier. Davy, Davy Crockett. King of the wild frontier. King of the wild frontier.
12: I sold my house, and then I quit my job. And I moved to this town that I've never heard of, just so I could live in there. Oh, no.
7: As
11: the mayor of Virgin River, I'd like to officially welcome you to our little slice of heaven. I
12: obviously can't stay here. I'll
11: have it cleaned. Did you just put a Is that a bird's
12: nest from the oven?
2: Well, I am mean, the city girls could shoot whiskey.
12: What makes you think I'm a city girl? We
2: don't tend really to get a lot of visitors as beautiful as you.
12: I'm sorry. Does that line really work? I'm the new nurse.
8: I don't need you.
12: Uh, I signed a contract. No,
8: not with me, you didn't.
7: You are a Maybe
12: I should just go. Go! I'm worried about you. Just come home. Stop trying to punish yourself for what happened. Nobody blames you. I keep telling myself that I'm crazy for not packing up and going home. How about a
2: show of Virgin River hospitality? (laughs) You might want to keep your eye on the ball there. Mm -mm. Okay. What is going
12: on? I'm with a patient. Boy, they said you were a looker, and they weren't lying.
7: So, so you just... just moved here?
1: Small towns, the internet is slow, but the gossip is fast. Right.
12: You don't want to face the past, so you ran away from home! I came here so that I could help people.
2: I know how hard it can be to make a
9: fresh start. I hope you'll stick around.
0: Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for
1: this week's Disney on Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's television, movies, voice acting, and you name it, and with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of you. You know him from a variety of different things, from the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Animal House, The West Wing, Heart of Dixie, and of course, Netflix's newest show, Virgin River. We have none other than the one, the only, Tim Matheson here. Welcome to Diz Radio.
8: Thanks. Thanks so much. It's great to be with you.
1: It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your resume is impressive. Everything from television, movies, voice acting, you have played a part in so many different people's lives. I mean, no matter where you turn, we're always hearing your voice, seeing your face. It doesn't make a difference what it is. I guess the one thing I want to start off with, because it is such a great career, what led you down the road of acting for this lifelong uh, career of yours?
8: Yeah, you know, there was never a question in my mind. I am started as a kid, so I mean, I think I always knew I wanted to be an actor, um, and there was never really anything else I ever wanted to do. And um, what happens in an acting career is you go out and audition for all sorts of different things. You know, especially as a kid, and like then, and, and something pops up, and then all of a sudden you audition for it. Like Johnny Quest, when I went over to Hanna Barbera, I think I was 15 years old and auditioned for Johnny Quest. I was there for a half an hour. I did an audition. Six months later or something, I got a call that they'd picked up the series, and. I was hired and went into production and I had never done any voice acting at that time. And it was a real challenge for me, but it was, it was a great education. I just, I had a ball, you know, uh, cause I'd have to go to school at, at Hanna-Barbera studios um, over in Hollywood. And um, so I was hanging around with animators. I would pop into a recording studio where they were recording the Flintstones and the Jetsons and, and watch these actors, you know, trying to make sense of like, because it was like a radio show. We all got up together. We're all acting in the same room together in front of a microphone, different microphones, and recording a whole episode. And it was It was so much fun. It was some of the best actors I think I've ever worked with, too.
1: Well, you know, and it's one of those things, like you said, it is this lifelong, you know, legacy then where it's just, it was in your blood. You loved it. You lived it. And, you know, I guess being in some of those early classics that have been passed on generations like Animal House and Apple Dumpling Gain Rides again, I guess, you know, when you go through these, you know, how many times do you go out and about and people still, you know, quote these movies to you because they played this this big part in their lives?
8: It's true. No, it's true. And you, and, and, you know, people come up to you and, and I never quite know whether it's the West Wing or Animal House or Heart of Dixie or, you know, any number of different things that I've done in my career. So, um, but you, I've got to tell you, especially talking to you on Disney radio, I always, as a kid, my dream was to get into a Disney film. I, I mean, I think that one of the main reasons I started acting and wanted to be in movies was watching, you know, Haley Mills and the parent trap and, and, you know, early Disney films. And I, I wanted to be there and I, I had auditioned and I think I tested for a couple of different shows over at Disney and never got in, never, never got the job. I, you know, i got other, you know, other things you know, I was doing, but, um, it was until the Apple Dumpling gang and then, you know, Walt was gone and, and, and things had, you know, changed radically, but it was, um, it was always a dream of mine to, to, as a kid, to to be in those shows, <laughs> and that was one of those unfulfilled dreams. But you know, there, something else always happens.
1: Well, you know, it's one of those things where you know everything is still possible. There's still plenty of time for for it to become this iconic. You know, have have your voice in an animated feature, right?
8: Absolutely. I mean, you no, know, listen. That's the great thing about the the entertainment industry and about show business for me is that, like, you, you know, you'll be there are times when you're just not working, you know, and, and it's just, there's nothing going on, nothing for you or your type or whatever, for whatever reason, there's just nothing happening. And then the phone will ring and it'll be, Hey, you've got, you know, they wanted you to do this, such and about, you know, and it's like, okay. And, and then you're off and running into a new adventure. So it's, it's really, you know, gosh, I've been doing it, you know, most of my life over 50, 60 years. So it's like, um, it's never boring. It's always engaging, and they're mostly uniformly 99% of the time wonderful people to work with. And uh, it's it's better than a desk job, is what I was <laughs> what I was felt. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing where, you know, you have had so many different roles, television, numerous movies, you name it. And of course, the West Wing, which, you know, everybody loved. And now that Heart of Dixie has been, you know, on Netflix now, there's a resurgence with with that love again. Um, you know, what was it like, you know, playing this doctor on this small town kind of show, which also leads you into Virgin River, where it's different. It's more drama, but you're playing a doctor once again.
8: Well, absolutely, Jonathan. I mean, it's... it's um part of Dixie was one of those crazy things where a, a director that um, I had worked with called me up and asked me would I would you know, would I come in and audition for a part in, in this pilot he was doing? Um, and, uh, and I said, yeah, sure. You know, I'll, I'll come in and, and, uh, uh and I auditioned and, and they asked me to, to do it. And, um, so i and and I wasn't a regular at the time you know I was just you know I was going to do a couple of different ones and a couple of different episodes, and I was mostly directing at that time i was uh um I was directing pilots uh i did covert affairs and and uh you know a, a bunch of different pilots and things so it was it was one of those things that you know they but but for Jason Ensler, who directed the pilot of Heart of Dixie, I wouldn't have been involved. And so so I came in and did the pilot. Then they said, "Well, with this character so great, we want to keep we want to keep you on the show." And um, so eventually, I became a regular on the show. And and it was it, it was one it was a fun show. Working with Rachel Bilson was just such a dream, and Jamie King, and you know it was a great cast, and um, we. It was about a magical little town where people who were on opposite sides of the political spectrum and the social spectrum and the emotional spectrum somehow figured out a way to get along you know and it, it, playing a doctor and i i find that I've played a doctor in, in many many um shows that I've done throughout you know like even in animal house he was pre-med you know and became a gynecologist so <laughs> yeah, threat so so I, I you know and and then up came um Mercer river and it was like wow it's similar in 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 sort of thematics but uh, totally different in in the way it's executed and you know it's, but again it's a story of a small town where a lot of sort of oddball characters have congregated because they don't wanted they wanted to get away from emotional crises or the big city, or get back to like you know one-on-one relationships with people instead of just a hustle bustle, and thinking that'll be simpler. And what it turns out is life is life is never that simple. So it's you know it's fun and it's it's great and and we really enjoy it. And, um, you know it's it's exciting to to, to be doing a second season.
1: Well, you know, and with that too, it has just, it's gained this popularity, of course. And, you know, of course, Virgin River, you know, this book series, many people have been following the books. They love those books. Um, you know, and it is a lot, you know, it's complicated. It's deep. It's, it's these personal connections and storylines. I guess, did you expect that it was going to be so well received, you know, on Netflix as it is?
8: No. I mean, you know, Netflix is, is a, an amazing experience to, to be involved with, you know, I mean, um, especially, you know, in light of Heart of Dixie, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it, people are rediscovering the show, and it's like it's on, you know, like it's back on the air again, and, but what it's interesting to me is that with Virgin River, all of a sudden, all the episodes drop on one day, you know, on, on December 6th was our, our premiere day, and all 10 episodes were available for viewing, and wow, you know, so it's a totally different reaction than you on a network where one show a week is on and everybody sort of, you know, cozies up to it. And the the impact of all 10 episodes being released at once and available to an audience all at once so that, you know, like a week later, I run into people who go, my God, I watched the whole episode. I watched every episode, all 10. When do the next ones come? I just love the show. And it's like, it it's totally unique and different than anything i've ever experienced before and i guess th- this is the future streaming is the wave of the future and because I, I think people like viewing on their time schedule and just recording one episode of a show is not quite the same as being able to just you know stop in the middle jump in watch three episodes on saturday or something and i think that that kind of that availability is is very attractive to an audience, especially a younger audience. So um, I just find it fascinating, and, and um, I feel you know lucky and, and blessed to be involved with the show.
1: Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing too when they all drop like that all at once. You know, you you have to get a lot of fans. I'm sure you've encountered this so many times where they binge them all, and they're like, "Okay, are you making season two right now? Because I can't wait." <laughs> yes,
8: and and they you know so they did pick us up for season 2 and and um and that's that's really exciting you know and but um we also have it it's there's a different it, it it's it's like one continuous story in a, in a way the way we're doing it because Sometimes episode number two picks up right off, you know, like five minutes after episode one ends or episode three picks up right after episode two or it's a day later or a week later. It's not like in a normal series where it's an indeterminate amount of time later. You know, it's the same world but sometime later, you know, without any connection between the episodes. There's sort of a linear connection. Um, in this world that we 're in in virgin river and um and i I really like that you know I find it interesting and and fascinating as an actor and a director because I directed uh, a couple of episodes the last uh nine and ten the you know the finale and so it's it 's great because you can just see the natural flow of the character and it's um, it's it 's just a whole new world out there it 's great that's that 's also the great thing about this entertainment industry is it's yes, that the procedure of making it is the same, but the sort of the style of shooting and the and the style of writing and, and playing the characters and the and the style of the content is evolving and changing, and it's fascinating, uh, you know, as somebody who's been around a while to see how it's growing and altering and, and changing, and um, it's exhilarating.
1: Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, everything is constantly changing and moving, and it, it's kind of funny because you're moving into the future and streaming and new techniques and things like that, but you're shooting a a series that's in a small town in the woods. And what is it like being surrounded with, you know, you're kind of surrounded in the quietness of nature, but at the same time working as fast as you can to wrap up this fantastic story.
8: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I just, you know, I kid around with a lot of the people that, that I work with. They say, this is exactly how it was. We, There's really no difference in the way you shoot a show or a movie than the way it was when I was a kid. Except, okay, I shot, we shot on black and white film when I was, a, you know, 12 years old. And these big clunky cameras. So now the, the cameras are smaller. It's digital, not film. It's in color and and... You know, the lights are smaller and not as hot, you know, um, and the dollies that the cameras sit on are smaller. And there's all sorts of, you know, we're using drones. The, the techniques have changed, but basically it's it's always the same. You know, drama and comedy is got to be on the page. It's got to be in the script. If you don't have a good story, I don't care what you do with the camera and what you do with the actors. It's not going to work, or you may get away with it once, but it's not going to – you won't have any, you know, afterlife. So it's really all down to good writing, good characters in dramatic and comedic situations, and you've got to play it real, you know. And and uh so that aspect of it never changes, but it's just, you know, the, the technical stuff can swing around so that you can shoot in front of a green screen the whole movie, and <laughs> like some of the Marvel things do. But that's, you know, and that's challenging in and of itself. But really, it's got to be... You've got to have it on on the page and in the characters. Otherwise, they'll never work.
1: Definitely. Well, you know, and like you said, too, you know, things... They stay the same, yet they evolve. And, of course, you've been behind the camera, in front of the camera, and, of course, doing a lot of voice work as well, from, you know, Johnny Quest and Bad Junior. I mean, so many. And, you know, what's it like lending your voice to something and trying to portray that character, you know, in an animated form?
8: Looney Tune, all the Looney Tunes characters, Elmer Fudd, and, and so many different characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, over at Warner Brothers. And um, Mel Blanken, from my estimation, was one of the finest actors I've ever worked with. I mean, he could literally do a scene with characters in two different voices speaking to each other. And it was like, and I I just, I had a hard enough time just trying to find the right tone and character to play with Sinbad, you know, Junior or Young Samson. And so Mel was, and, and the voice actors, they're totally committed, totally, they just totally believe who that character is, but they could visually... Do it, and it was it, you know it was it, it was a unique challenge because oftentimes the, most of the actors would come in and do two, three different voices per episode, and I just didn't know what place in my brain to place those all that information of how that voice should sound and jump from character to character and still have that voice and then this voice and you know so it was it was very challenging, and I must say I came away you know, from that experience with Johnny Quest and all the different animation films, the series that I did earlier on at Hanna-Barbera, that it's, wow, you know, it's it's not to be taken lightly, it's really it's difficult work, challenging work, because it it seems a, bit, a little larger than light, however, it has to be real, once you get you to get... Big, bigger than life, it has to be at realer than real, you know. So the bigger you get, the more real it has to be. So it's just, um, otherwise it's just called big, loud, bad acting. And, and I must say that, you know, Disney is the master of, of the great animated films, you know. Or, and, and it's, um, it's a testament to, you know, the Pixar and, and all of those they're really, really good actors that do them. I mean, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen and and all the people that that continue to do the Disney, you know, they always get really, really good actors to do those voices.
1: Definitely. You know, and with that too, because, you know, from voice work to directing and, and everything like that, I guess throughout your entire career, all the people you've worked with, you know, was there ever that one moment where you finally had that chance to work with that one person you were dying to work with? And to this day, you're like, I can write that one down in my memoirs.
8: Well. I guess, yes. I mean, there's so many different ones. Uh, um, you know, Clint Eastwood, certainly, when I did the Magnum Force years and years ago, um, and he's the coolest, you know, guy in the world, you know, very self-effacing, and also one of the, you know, and, and very underestimated as an actor. I mean, he was Playing a scene with Clint is—he's one of the better listeners I've ever ever uh, worked with as an actor. A lot of times, actors, you know, it's, it's you know they go blah 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 blah, and then my line, you know, and it's they're you know they're figuring out what they're going to do. Or Clint's so into it; he's just and he listens, you know, intensely to what everyone around him is saying or doing, and and he just takes it all in, and then you know, and he's a part of it. But also, I must say, I was thinking about it the other night worked with Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft and To Be or Not To Be is not that you know well known a film a popular film but it was a uh, um, a remake of the Ernest Lubitsch's movie uh from with Jack Benny and and uh, um I believe Carol Lombard back in the day and and um it was working with with Mel and Ann I mean they were just like oh my goodness I mean he's the funniest man I've ever met and, and and just brilliant and, 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 um, as a performer and as a director and as a writer and, um, and, and she was, you know, just one of the all time greatest actresses that ever lived and just couldn't have been better. You know, she's an Italian lady from, I, I think, the, from the Bronx and, and, you know, um, was, was just as much fun as she was talented. She was just, she was great. So, I mean, just off the top of my head, there are there are those people, yeah.
1: Now I guess on the other side of the spectrum, I gotta toss it out there because you have been part of so many different things that touch people's lives. Have you ever had that one like over the top fan encounter that still sticks out in your head today? Um well, yeah,
8: I mean in an odd way, um, let me think. You know, just you know, there's so many different kinds. I remember going to the first time I went to Comic Con. And I was there, oddly enough, with um Burn Notice, a show, a TV show that was on USA and it, that I had directed um numerous episodes of and, and I was I'd acted and I played a, a crazy character named Dead Larry uh in um, in the show. And so I went with them, they invited me to go to Comic Con and you know, and, and that was my first time there. And I was just struck, not by just any individuals, but just there were West Wing fans, and then Animal House fans, and then Burn Nose fans, and and then Johnny Quest fans, and it was and you know and then Drop Dead Fred fans, you know, and then just and Fletch fans. I mean, there were just people that would always come up, and and you'd you'd think, oh, I know this guy, this you know, and, and no, no, and or somebody in a costume would show up and say, I'm a big West Wing fan. Oh, My God, I just loved doing that. So that it was just the um, the the breadth of of people that showed up to Comic Con. It wasn't just one kind of person or people. It was, it was a cross section and it was so diverse I was just shocked by it.
1: Well, you know, and that just goes to show how many people's lives you've touched and whatnot, and I guess we don't want to keep you too long, because we, we know you are busy, but I guess with that, with so many people's lives you've touched, I mean, you know, people sit around, They, they movies and television resonate with people, everyone on an, a separate personal level, you know, whether that's that time you sat with your family and your mom and dad, or that last time you hung out with your brother, or, you know, something you're going through in your life, so with all of that and your entire body of work with all the people whose lives you've touched—is there anything out there you'd like to leave with them as a message from Tim to all those fans listening in?
8: Well, I, I must say that the, you know there's a, certainly a Disney actor I, I I worked with. I spent a year working with him uh, on a Western show in 1976, which is Kurt Russell, and who was you know a young Disney star and um, and you know just and one of the the greatest guys I've ever worked with, and I learned so much from him. It was like a brother. We played brothers on this show called The Quest in 1976. We happened to be up against Charlie's Angels, so we didn't last very long, but it was it was one of those experiences that we became brothers, and he was like, um, he had such great insight as an actor into the technique and the craft, and he took it all with, with a lot of humor. I mean, because he was a professional athlete. He was a baseball player, so... Um, he 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 just never took it a hundred percent seriously. He just always knew this is a great job. It's got to be fun. Let's make it fun and let's do it really well. But let's just make it fun, you know. And then we'd look at each other sometimes on a late Friday night as we were riding up and down the back lot at uh, Columbia Ranch in Burbank, and and you know. Getting into gun battles and fights and saloons and we look at each other and just say, can you believe they pay us to do this? This is (laughs) like, this is the greatest job in the world. So I must say that one of my favorite experiences was was working with Kurt and he just, you know, imbued me with a sense of, um, just how fortunate we are to be able to do this job don't take yourself too seriously and and, and enjoy it and and try and give 110%.
1: Very cool. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, take a look past into the future. Everybody can catch you on Virgin River right now, streaming on Netflix, filming Season 2. You know, you're going to be popping up everywhere as always because, like I said, you've played a part in so many people's lives. Every time you turn the channel or you're flipping on a movie, you see Tim there. So I guess with that, it is our pleasure having you stop in, take this time with us, and you're always Welcome back anytime, and uh, thanks for all the memories.
8: Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's great being with you on Diz Radio.
7: In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap. The job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece. Sugar helps the medicine go down, medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, in a most delightful way. A robin feathering his nest is very little time to rest, while gathering his bits of twine and twig, Low quite intent in his Tingle down in a most of your life
8: John Arbuckle, hey Garfield, and also Hank Pym from Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and the Riddler from the, and the Batman Arkham series. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Woo! What fun!
0: <laughs> now at Epcot Center, the wonders of life. Every 20 minutes, a baby is born right before your eyes. It's one of the incredible wonders of life. You at Epcot Center.
7: Body Wars. Get
0: miniaturized for the ride of your life through the human body. Body Wars, one of the incredible wonders of life, new at Epcot Center.
10: Hey, D-Heads. Chaz here with another Magical Music Review. With it being January and there's a bunch of stuff going on over there at Epcot with all the changes happening, I figured it'd be a great time to take a look back at a ride that was in Epcot that is now gone. It's been 13 years since Body Wars closed, but it had some fantastic music. So let's take a look back at the music of Body Wars. The music was an orchestral piece done and written by Leonard Roseman. He's a fantastic composer who's done a ton of stuff. Uh, from Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, to The Lord of the Rings. Just huge, huge list of filmography. That, And when I say The Lord of the Rings, I mean the 1978 version. The, the version that really matters. Not the Peter Jackson version. Don't get me started. But he had a huge filmography of songs and projects that he worked on. And he worked on this ride, Body Wars. And he had um, four distinct pieces if you will that made up the music of body wars you had the um first piece that would pretty much just be the body wars theme had a very strong heroic and triumphant sound to it lots of strings with that just upbeat triumphant sound i mean i don't know how else to describe it it just sounds like triumph like very spacey triumphant sound and uh it transitions back and forth. Through the triumph to like some serene sounds and just overall calming sounds. But the overall sound of it is triumph. And then you've got right after that you transition into a piece that is um, I've seen called coming to get you. And it's a very threatening piece. It just sounds like imminent battle or like those musical pieces that make you feel like you're in the middle of a battle or at the very start of one, at least. Uh, lots of horns, lots of percussion, has a bit of a a marching sound to it, just really hits you with that um, battle scene, which fits well, given that the name of the, the ride is Body Wars, right? And then you um, round it out a little bit with the third piece called, uh, I've seen it called Ready Now, and it's very spacey, surreal, almost as if you've, completed that battle, you've gotten away from all the danger, you're floating out there in space just recovering your energy to make it home. And then you follow that up with uh, the fourth piece called Welcome Home, that has a very slow build, similar to um, April Showers from Bambi, where it just has a repetitive tone but it builds very slowly, and then it ends out with a very long, sustained um, notes on several different instruments to give you a very slow finish to the song, and it just the mix of these four pieces creates that sound and that uh, background for the ride Body Wars. Um, and it would sustain and just give you a good auditory base for the actors within Body Wars to deliver their performance. Because without music in the background, and without sound effects, it's kind of hard to get... A audience emotionally involved in a story that they weren't in five six minutes ago. You know, it's a very interesting thing to use music to emotionally connect people to rides, and there's several rides that do it um, successfully. And I think that Body Wars was one of them. It's been 13 years since it went away, but the music is still out there on the internet. Go look it up, give it a listen if you miss it, and uh, yeah, with that. You know how to get a hold of me. Reach out to me at my email, chaz at disradio.com. That's C-H-A-Z at disradio.com. And uh, till next time, don't just fly. Soar.
16: and bloom for me and you and I say to myself what a wonderful world I see skies of blue and clouds of white the bright blessed day and the dark Sacred night, and I say to myself, What a wonderful world! The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying I love you I hear babies crying I watch them grow They learn much more than I ever know And I say to myself What I want
11: This man saying What is this man doing? What
5: in the hell's the matter with you?
11: What is this man's name?
5: My name is Igor Stravinsky Hi there, I'm a Harry S.
11: Truman I'm uh, Don Corleone They call him Fletch Fletch! Fletch! Fletch F. Fletch He's good at defending himself you Better tie your shoelaces oh! Disguising himself and getting himself into trouble. Will it be Fletch? Go ahead, make my day. He's a reporter. There are no tags on these mattresses. Who's about to write the story of a lifetime. Will you kill me? Sure. If he lives.
7: Thanks a lot!
11: There isn't a woman he can't charm. Can I borrow your towel for a sec? My car just hit a water buffalo. A question he won't ask. You and your wife are currently alive, I take it? Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. A risk he won't take. Probably feel 100% Moon River. To get to the truth. Well, it looks like you two have a lot to talk over. We'll just catch the last 10 minutes of Dynasty. Universal Pictures presents Chevy Chase as Fletch.
7: My hero.
2: Welcome to it.
0: Hey, D-heads. You're listening to Disney On Demand.
7: Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright.
0: Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney.
7: Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie, only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I.
4: It's
0: Disney On Demand.
7: Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parents and all.
0: Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
7: Yeah, I just wish I could forget the whole thing.
4: You will, kid. You will.
1: All right, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp, going into the West, into the future, and taking some medical advice. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Tim Matheson stopping in here at the show. You are an icon in television, film, you name it. You are always popping up everywhere. Your face, your voice, it is just everywhere. And I'm excited to see where 2020 lands you as well. Thank you, Tim, once again, for stopping in here at the show. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Dominic, Jeremy, and and Charles, all stopping in with their signature segments. Without you, there would be no show other than me rambling week in and week out. And yes, I say that every single week. And if you want to connect up with the D-Team, it is super easy. Just go to DizRadio.com, click the D-Team tab, find the links there, shoot them an email. They don't bite. They want to hear from you. And most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there truly would be no show. We wouldn't be celebrating our 10-year anniversary This year in 2020, if it wasn't for you D-Heads listening every single week, supporting the show and allowing us to bring the magic to you every single week. So thank you, the D-Heads. Now, next week, we continue on into the new year with more guests, more fun and more excitement. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Dot com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash DizRadioShow. That's D-I-Z Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand. All three ways will help you find our fun, unique, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, all you have to do is go to iTunes, search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your Android, your iPhone, the device of your choosing. It is that easy. Subscribe and get the latest shows to listen to. As soon as the magic hits the web, it can hit your ears. And if you can't remember any of that, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio, and find all these links there as well so all of you d heads with that said it is time to continue pressing on into 2020 and next week we have somebody stopping back here at the show who has been a past guest some say she's a princess some say she isn't some say she's the best friend of a princess and some say no matter how many frogs she kisses they're never going to become a prince I'm going to leave it at that, all VD heads. So, until next week, as I always say, take time, slow down, never neglect family for business. You can always make money, you cannot always make memories. So, make the memories, make the magic, and make it all happen with friends, family, you name it. Until next week, all VD heads, have a magical and fantastic weekend. <laughs>
7: Keep singing different and better With hey. the music every the move you make Ooh. These are the moments We'll remember oh, oh. And we won't let it change Not a single thing We can make the whole world Come on. Just for us Come on. What we got Is sunshine hey. today hey. Shake it up Let the music take you a sunny day Hear the whole world say I'm dancing I'm singing I'm feeling a sun shines up away I'm dancing I'm singing I'm feeling a sun shines up away Every time we come together Don't matter when or where we are from here on forever, because you're by my side, I've been by your side. We can make the whole world just for us. What we got is sunshine for days. Stick it up, get up, let the music taking me away. Oh what we got got me feeling this way. With the sun. For us hey! What we got Is sunshine for days Stick it up With the music take taking away For a moment What we got Got me feeling this way For the sun